Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this episode, we talk about techniques of how to manage fatigue, what to do when you feel fatigued, and strategies to avoid it in the first place. Christine, today I want to talk about if you've if you've hit sort of a fatiguing point, like maybe you've I don't know been working out too hard and you just feel low after that, or perhaps you're a little bit sick, or for whatever reason that might be, you're just fatigued. And it, this is for a duration that's longer than just one day; it might sort of last a week or two or something like that. How do you get through that? Is it that you sort of lower? your weights but keep going or, or are you better to actually rest or what's your advice? Okay. There are actually a lot of different ways that you can handle it. And it's again, like everything, there's never a simple answer, Ash. And you know that there's always going to be a lot of questions that come behind that. And it would also depend if you're getting, like if you're getting ready for a competition, for example, and I know you've asked this question and you're not, yeah. but I'm going to use this as an example because a lot of people are in that situation where they feel fatigued but they've got maybe still eight weeks to go for a competition, you kind of handle it a little bit differently when it's competition and a little bit of it is you do have to just kind of push through because you're, you know, you you have an end date versus if you're just training and how you handle fatigue and also how long you've been training and also your, I guess, your maturity of how you would approach things. So there's a lot of different things here to, to look at. So let's just say that... as you said, the fatigue has been going along, you're not getting ready for a competition and you haven't had a break for a while that absolutely you need to have a break. But again, there's different ways that you can do that. And there isn't really a right or a wrong way. It's what suits you and what suits your end goal, because it's different for everybody. In the example where a lot of people use the gym for their, their mental release and their escape, and it's that thing that they do, then for them taking a week off, even if they're fatigued is often kind of like even more of a freak out or of a scary thought than just having the week off. Where if somebody else taking a week off and re- recouping and recovering is like, oh, yeah, I love it. I want to get out and do other things. So depends on the personality a little bit. So in the instance that you're a person that doesn't want to actually give up the gym, stop the gym Let, for a week. Let's say you don't want to lose your uh, momentum of muscle growth. Well, the thing is you're not going to lose the momentum of muscle growth. In fact, you've probably already lost it by the fact that you're in that fatigue mm-hmm. and you actually need to do this to get it back again. Right. So that that's really the simple answer there, that if you're in that state of fatigue, then there's a chance that you're either already experiencing it or about to experience like a drop-off in your strength or your recovery is not working properly, you're not sleeping properly and you've, or you've hit some kind of a plateau. So what, so what you're talking about is what they call deloading. Mm-hmm. And the best way to really approach it is to actually like um, schedule it into your program. So don't just kind of leave it to the point where you're like, oh, I'm feeling fatigued now. Like people, as they get more into training and, and in particularly the more experienced that you are, a lot of people, it could be anywhere from every 12 weeks, some people every four weeks, or and anything in between that range where they actually schedule in a week of what they call, you know, lighter training. Now it might be that they do just lighter weights across the board, but do the same workout. 
I particularly don't necessarily like that as far as dropping the weights a lot because it's that's to me where I lose my momentum. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is drop off a couple of reps. Right. Okay. So if I you know if something I'm doing say for eight or ten reps on a particular weight, but I know that at six reps it's still super easy for me because essentially like you hit that point where good, good, ugh, and then you kind of hit that rep that isn't so good. And mm-hmm. that's just my style of training. So I might drop my rep range mm-hmm. for or maybe do one less set, but still try to go for my max for the third set or still use the same weight, but just not as many reps. So I don't get the opportunity to fatigue. Mm-hmm. Somebody else might drop off an entire exercise and still try to do everything else the same, but just reduce the volume that they're training. Somebody else might, you know, keep that same volume, but just, you know, change, change the, the number of sets, change, change the actual reps. Like that's a couple of different systems of, of doing that and other people will take a, a full whole time off. But if you want to stay in the gym, I think the best way really is to create a new routine and it can be either a, a combination of those things, like you might have certain exercises where you want to still do the same, but a couple of other those really core compound exercises where you want to do that, but you find that any of the machines you're okay to keep on doing what you've been doing or somebody else might just want to go, okay, I'm going to do 20 reps and halve my weight and that's what I'm going to do. And that's, that's essentially giving my joints a rest because obviously the, the weight is related to joint fatigue. So it's going to depend probably on the type of fatigue that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And that again, takes a little bit of experience to know and to, to recognize what it is that you're feeling. So I guess the danger of stopping is that you lose the momentum or the habit of going to the gym. I mean, it, it no, well, depends. that's, well, that's why I was saying I, I'm not a fan of taking that whole week off yeah. because, because one, yes, you do get out of the cycle of it. And two, I like being in the gym mm-hmm. so that you don't get out of the momentum of it because you're still going and you're still essentially following a framework. It's just a slightly modified framework of what you're doing on a normal basis. Whereas for some other people, if it's scheduled in and it's it, it's it's a different mindset if you know that that's that thing and you've got things that you want to do instead of that and it can be a holiday. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever used to do this type of training when I was competing but the last week before a competition was essentially like that. Whilst you didn't stop training, you definitely trained somewhat different. Normally when you were travelling, you were in a totally different gym so it was there, everything was different and then you obviously stop say on the Wednesday for a Saturday or a Sunday competition. So your week is shorter and then you might have a day or two after the competition. So you essentially get about five or six days where you're not lifting a weight. So every time you compete, you get that break. And whilst you're doing other things, it's, it's a, but then you're like straight back into it because that's planned and scheduled. So I think that difference between if you're feeling a little bit fatigued and you've got to that point of feeling that that's more of a danger than actually scheduling it into your, your program and for some people, they might use that as the signal for the end of a program. And then when they come back, they're starting a fresh program or changing something up. So it's you've got that to look forward to when you come back to it. Mm-hmm. Other people maybe have a holiday or an event or something that they're going to that takes them away from their normal routine. So they can't be in that normal routine. So they utilize that as an opportunity to, t- to schedule that particular break from their training. So I think the key thing is if you're scheduling it and it's planned, it's it's less of a risk of dropping out of that momentum. If you're getting fatigued and you don't address it and you don't try to take some kind of a break there, that's when that, oh, I'll just take today off because I'm a bit sore, suddenly becomes that you've taken 
two days a week where you're not training and now you're only training two days and then suddenly it becomes three days a week where you're not training and you're training one or two days. That's where you slip into that if you don't fix the problem, address it, and then come back fresh to to go and keep on training. If you just kind of start taking random days. Now that's where earlier I talked about the maturity because for some people that works really, really well. Mm-hmm but you have to have a certain level of maturity with your training where the overall momentum keeps going. And I'm going to use uh, Brandon Ray, our former sponsored athlete, as a, as a really good example of this where he will, if he feels fatigued and he knows he's not going to have his ultimate workout, he will take a day off. Right. So even if it mean, mean but his cycle basically continues. So the next day he doesn't skip that body part and go on to whatever was meant to be next. So if he was meant to do back and he felt too tired, he will push back till the next day and then just continue on with his program. So he may only train four days some weeks, but it might be five on other weeks. So he has a training schedule. He doesn't have a, and and it just kind of keeps on rolling, but he feels like, okay, no, I'm going to probably hurt myself or have a suboptimal workout. He won't do it. He'll in preference, take that day of rest. And it absolutely has been to his advantage to do that. He doesn't have any injuries. He's continuing to grow and that works really, really well for him. For some other people to not to not be in that routine, that would possibly not work for them. And that one day might become two days that they take off and then before they know it, they're really not mm-hmm. really training that that hard. And especially if it doesn't fix the problem. Like right. that's that's also a situation where if you do a deloading week and you come back and you still you're still feeling that fatigue then you do, you'd probably have to look a little bit further as to what's causing that. Is like it? your nutrition and absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. Yep. absolutely, and your hydration. Yes. So your sleep, your sleep, hydration, nutrition, and even your hormone balance. Because again, you know, depending on your age, depending on various things, those you know, your hormone levels can affect how fatigued you feel and how tired you feel. Could be that you've got other stuff going on at work, so you might need to you know stop and look at what potentially is causing that. Or is your just your overall routine not right? Like is it the time of day that you're training? Does it not suit you anymore? Is it when you are putting, you know, what time you're eating your meals? All kind of things. But you need to do a bit of an audit on your life and, and kind of find out what's happening if that doesn't fix it. But essentially there's, you know, there's a couple of ways. Obviously if it's a, if it's a just a really today, oh, my God, I'm just tired. And I had an example a couple of weeks ago where I just – for some reason, slept right through my alarm and missed my 4.30 class, yeah. which is basically my body saying to me, no, you needed to sleep because I would have woken up otherwise. But, you know, I slept right through the alarm. That was my body saying I, I wanted a break today. It was too much. And I missed that one day and obviously back into it like I never skipped a beat. But I think if I had have tried to force myself or woken up and gone, then potentially I would have, you know, created some kind of a imbalance problem just, you know, compounded that fatigue, if you're at a mature enough level to be able to do that, then that would be a great system to do. If you know you're one of those people who one day becomes two becomes three, then you really need to set that schedule where you say, okay, no, this week, and it might be once every eight weeks where you take a whole week and just change your training around. I have another a friend of mine who does a lot of more heavy powerlifting type training and they will him and his training partner will go and use basically like bands and um, really, really light stuff for a week, about every six weeks or something, because just to change up their load. Now it's got to be good for your nervous system just to take that load away. 
if you're training in the kind of training where you are, like particularly on super heavy training or a lot of, what do you call it, time under tension, where it is very, very much hitting your central nervous system and, and fatiguing that, then to, and that's where I, for me, that's why just taking off those couple of reps off my heavier sets yeah. seems to just take away that central nervous system stress. So that is, you know, and, and that's refreshing enough. It also... You know, as I said, it depends on whether it's your joints that are fatigued or whether it's like mental fatigue or just overall feeling tired. But those are the, those are the you know the basic ways that you can do it, and it really comes down to you in terms of what suits. But it's also the structuring of it because structure is always you know the basis of everything, and that helps to keep you on track. So if you know that that's coming up. If you are feeling a little bit tired, maybe two weeks out from that, and again, that's maybe your signal yeah, I need this. Or maybe if it's happening regularly at say two weeks before your break, then maybe you need to address when you're putting that break because it is a thing where it's going to be always changing. And some people, you know, they need that every four weeks. Other people, it's every 12 weeks. So listen to your body. Absolutely. Listen to your body. Now, but that's when you're kind of training along just in in a normal kind of a routine. Mm -hmm. When you're getting ready for a competition, it's a little bit different because there's the I think the method here would be a little bit more like if you absolutely felt so fatigued, maybe just take that day and and kind of push through the rest of your program. It would take a little bit of experience again and experimenting with it as to whether or not coming into your competition you try that type of cyclic training. You know, most people's comp preps would be anywhere from, say, 12 to 20, 24 weeks. So there potentially is in the middle there to put a, a, a break and change up your training for that period of time and see how that goes. But that's something, again, that's when you have an absolute deadline and you have to be doing a certain thing, it it can be very challenging to kind of just go and put that rest in. But then at the same time, it could be, it could be the difference between you getting to the show looking absolutely amazing because you had that little break and then continued on with it. But that's something that you'll only know from trying it and you might try it and go, oh, my God, that was the worst thing that I could have done. I really shouldn't have done that break right there. But until you try it, you're not going to know whether it was going to work better for you or not work better for you. So that's all I can say around that because it's not it's it's every every person is going to react differently to how that is. And and I think in your head you think, oh my god, this day is just going to send me backwards, and I'm I'm going to you know lose all of this muscle size. And all of the studies are showing that people who took that kind of a break and did a deloading were not worse off for doing it. Mm-hmm. They didn't say they were better off either, but they definitely didn't go backwards. Right. So I think there can be confidence around that, you know, one day here if it's just that day or a week done as a deloading phase, even if you're completely taking that whole week off, is not going to negatively affect your overall result in terms of your strength gain. But if you were doing a competition, you would probably want to allow for that in your prep time. So that's one part of it. And I am just going to have a little bit of a, a, a closeout note around that, around the same thing with dieting and that where if someone is dieting for a show then potentially having a cyclic diet so that they are coming back up to maintenance and then going back down again one has been shown to help preserve metabolism so obviously it's people diet their metabolism can get suppressed mm-hmm. uh, but also that can also work around with a, having a, a, a you know a bit of a stress release because obviously when you're dieting your cortisol is raised from being in that you know, that negative calorie position. So potentially that's another part where if you're feeling that fatigue and it's a combination of everything, 
to stop you from going out and potentially breaking and having a cheat meal and just going totally off the rails, then scheduling in a, a week where you're bringing the calories back up to closer to maintenance and then bringing them back down again can have a, a potentially a, a, like a refreshing effect and then you, you go at it harder. And I, I'm going to liken this back to anyone who does interval training and you get the temptation to do your to continue to work through your rest break because it's only 15 seconds, so you think, what's the big deal? You find that your overall performance comes down rather than going, like the name says, high intensity. You do a higher spurt and then you get that little break. It's just that little break and it's just enough to refresh you to be able to go back higher, whereas if you try to go should try to maintain at that level, it is a lot harder. So you often find that you'll get better performance from having that break, taking that break, yep. not trying to be a hero and push through and say, oh, no, I, I can't have days off. That's that's why in your actual schedule you should be having, you know, days off anyway. Like, you know, even if it's one day a week, two days a week, you you can't wait train seven days a week and think that, that you're not going to, that you think that you're performing at your optimal try having that day off and then see how much better you are by ha- by having that day off. So, you know, you've got to look at the overall structure on everything. But if you're just feeling fatigued, it's not gone away, try either of those methods. You're going to, one of them or more is going to resonate with you. You're going to try that. As I said, I like to just drop some reps, maybe drop a set off on, a, on an exercise, not on every single one. That seems to be enough for me. I'm obviously going to address that as I go, as I get older and as, you know, different things crop up, mm-hmm. see what works, but definitely don't ignore it. Excellent. Well, that definitely a few possibilities for people to try. So thank yeah. you very much. I'm sure that's going to help a lot of people. No worries. Did it help you, Ash? It did. Good. Words of wisdom. If you like what you've heard, leave us a review and recognise that these bodybuilding tips from International Protein, they're free. So show your support by becoming a loyal International Protein customer, the best supplements money can buy. So jump online, hunt down our product and hit that buy now button. Yeah.